0: Welcome to Moving Upstream Without a Paddle, the podcast that helps develop a mindset for success. I'm your host, Dr. Garrett Goggins, but most people call me Dr. G. Now, I've dedicated my life to helping others understand that if you have the proper mindset, you can propel yourself up that proverbial stream with no paddle needed. Now, if you're constantly feeling like you're going against the flow, but you're never happy with your results, it's really time to flip your mindset. If that's something that you're ready to do, you've come to the right place. Now let's get to it. Okay, so I am excited for today's episode. So I get to introduce you to a grant Flander. And the interesting thing that I think why I'm so excited about this is that, Grant, I really don't know you. You were introduced to me by a mutual friend, um, Jasper, and we became friends on on Facebook. And um, I started going through your posts, and, and I couldn't stop. Like, I was just addicted to reading the things that you were... You were saying, and I I feel like I know you, but this is really the first time face to face that we've actually had a conversation. So Mm -hmm. I'm really excited uh, to hear what you have to share and just, you know, what is going to happen through this episode, because, you know, everything is just going to is going to take place the way it's supposed to take place. So. Um typically what I like to do is I like to give you um center stage and let you just kind of tell what whatever you're inspired to tell and then we'll go from there. So take it away.
1: Cool. Well, Garrett, thanks for having me on your show and and, uh yeah, connecting to some of the stuff I'm putting out. I always I like to start and and invite the the common resonance to be acknowledged. Like whenever there's a gathering, wherever more than one person come together, there's, there's a significance there. And, and I always want to point that out. No, when, no matter what the meeting is, podcast, dinner with a friend, coffee date, big gathering with a lot of people, there's something that brought us together. And that is a really significant um, point to make. It sounds simple, but it's actually quite, quite profound when you think about it. And the way I explain that is that there was a chooser in you that chose this. And there was a chooser in me that chose this, meaning this shared space that we're having together. And if there's anybody listening, there's a chooser in them that chose to listen to us talk. And so I think that's very significant. I like to start the conversation there because that's what I'm inspired to share with the world that, uh, and at a time where there's a lot of uncertainty and there's a lot of fear and there's a lot of things that are happening in the world that, uh, I mean, we, we just can acknowledge them by simply paying attention. Right. And, and it wasn't, it didn't happen all of a sudden with the pandemic, there was a lot of things that were happening that weren't right before that. And there was still a lot of fear and uncertainty in the world. And so, um, that brings me to the point of acknowledging that we all have the capacity to choose. We all have the capacity to choose where we place our attention and where we place our attention, our energy will go. And, and that's the investment of consciousness. That's the most sacred resource you could say on this planet consciousness. And if we all come together and we place our attention in a direction that will uplift and support humanity, which are, which is happening in a lot of different pockets around the globe, especially with, with inspired conversations, then I believe that we can actually make real change happen. And so yeah, that's what inspires me the most is that uh, we have this capacity to choose. We have literally the capacity to to create something out of nothing. Another profound topic uh, that you ha- you can take an action and you can manifest an outcome that wasn't there before, that wasn't there previously, and you can therefore bring something new into the world. And I feel like, uh, you know, in conclusion, with what I'm saying is that. Everybody who's listening, me, you, whomever else is connected to this, that common resonance that brings us together is the, the thread of inspiration that breathes life into new situations, new outcomes, new strategies, new visions, so that we can truly create a new world. And this isn't some esoteric, woo-woo, new age, new earth type <laughs> of philosophy. This is literally what's happening. And I think we need to start to have serious conversations about it. And we need to start making real actionable steps towards that future uh, that we want to create.
0: So I completely agree, and um, and just proof and point. I'll just give you some a quick, some a quick, some quick backstory on how I was introduced to you. So it was mm-hmm. um, probably in the middle, well, at the end of 2019, I decided I was going to go on this journey of personal development, personal growth. I had no idea what that looked like. I just knew that I, I needed to do it um, just because of some some situations that were happening in my life. And so you had mentioned this, this power of choice, right? So it was something that I consciously chose to do. It wasn't, you know, I was in the situation that said something has to change. So that change has to begin with me. So I began this personal growth and through reading books and and going on that journey and this is where I feel like that manifestation aspect happens. I think a lot of people talk about manifestation and they feel like it has to do with money. And it just always revolves around money. But manifestation's not always that. It's really bringing in people and resources and things that help you get to the, to your end goal, whatever that, you know, purpose or what, whatever you want to call it. That's what you're manifesting. You're doing it through this this energy that comes from, you know, consciously going after something so stay in that state of conscious like you were talking about well through this personal growth and this personal development I was introduced to, to, to people new people that I've never met before and from that person I met someone else and then it came to where I met Jasper and then Jasper heard this this goal that I was trying to do and she said man you have to you have to meet grant and so here I am and with each person that I'm introduced to my level of personal growth is just rising and rising and rising and rising. So I'm so grateful that of of the situation I'm in, but this is not, this is all in tune with what I'm manifesting in my life, right? So all these people and resources are who I am supposed to meet, who I'm supposed to come in contact with to help me get to my end goal of this journey, right? So I feel like what you were saying right there, that my story is just a perfect example of what it is you were talking about.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just had the image of like the whole, so I use the God concept just to refer to what is I, what I would consider is the ideal, the ideal state of being the ideal state of it's, it's a, it's a mythical far off future reality that everyone uh, possesses inside of them as uh, an aspiration. It's, it's the thing to aspire towards, you could say. And so the God concept is, is just that which we aspire towards and everything and every action that we do is in alignment with that higher wish. And so what you're saying is you're creating this path for yourself and you're meeting all the right people because it's just like a fractalization. It's like a geometric structure that organizes itself around your wish to grow and to fulfill essentially Garrett's mythology. like Garrett has its, his own prophecy that is your, you could call it your soul's manifestation on this earth, and like all the lessons and all the steps and all the stages in that journey are specifically designed and architected. Uh, I'm not even use that word correctly. Architected, or it works. Uh, it works. <laughs> yeah, okay. It, it, the architecture is literally divine to support your evolution. And when I resonate with your path in the way that our paths are crossing here. It also supports my evolution. So essentially all we're doing is following these threads of inspiration to actually evolve consciousness, which you and I are sharing in this moment. And to me, there is one consciousness. It's the one energy that everything is arising from. And when we start to really understand that on on not a conceptual level, but an, an experiential level, we start to have trust in those threads and we start to follow those threads because we see them lead us to these, these higher states of consciousness. They lead us to inspired conversations where we walk away feeling good and then we know what the next step is. And, and that's an exciting place to be, I think. And that's the place that is not fearful, that is not contracted. It's actually expansive. It's creative. It's building new outcomes and, and structures for humanity. And yeah, it's just an exciting it's an exciting time to be alive and and these are exciting conversations to have.
0: It is. And so Grant, um, if you don't mind now, I know because I've, again, I've, <laughs> I Facebook stalked you and I read a whole bunch of, of stories and things, but you have an interesting, um, journey yourself that I think I would love for you to share because you took this, this giant leap and, and just mm-hmm. went after it. And I think, you know, it's brought you to a place, to where you are now but it's it's such it's such an inspiring story but a lot of people will probably sit there in awe about what you know just the, at least the initial launch of where you went because you really mm-hmm. went on a path of discovery in in a way that not that most the most common people will never go on so could you could you talk about that a little bit
1: yeah so Ah. <sighs> So I, yeah, I'll start the story with just the, you know, I was the, I was the average corporate person. Yeah, I was, I was young, uh, but I had entered into the corporate ladder. Uh, I was fresh out of college, I had a degree in business, I started to um, build my corporate ambition, you could say, because I felt like it was the right thing to do. And, and quickly, I achieved success in that way whatever success means and I felt I still felt an empty empty place and that emptiness uh, really started to kind of create friction in me it started to make um, it didn't feel good and so what ended up happening was I quit my job. I went uh, traveling. I actually went to Costa Rica where I now live. I reside here, but this is now, this was 2015. Um, and so I left, I was a mortgage banker. I left that career behind. I didn't have any job lined up. I didn't, I had some savings, but I didn't have a plan. Uh, I came here in basically uh, with just, a. uh, yeah. A, a thread of inspiration, you could say, brought me here and I followed it. I was trusting and I went to a yoga retreat center to become a yoga teacher. Uh, in fact, my intention was never to become a yoga teacher and to deepen my understanding of yoga as a as a form of technology that I knew had a, a capacity for far more than what the average uh, Western world has an understanding of, I just had this, uh, this sense that there was something more to it. And I feel like everybody knows that. I really feel like everybody knows that because I think the common thread there is that every human being, that there's no, there's more potential in them than they are revealing. I think that's true for all of us. We know that there's more, there's a potential in us. And for me, yoga was a way to access that potential. Uh, it just made sense. It was, it was about training your physiology. It was about training your nervous system. I understood the science of it. I had a big science background. Uh, I used to coach athletes uh, for a living. I was, uh, uh, that, was bef- that was like a side hobby of mine while I was a mortgage banker. And, and so I took all that into this yogic path. And started to unravel some of the mysteries that were happening in in my body, in my mind. Um, I started teaching yoga. I started to... Yeah, through the yogic path, I started just to kind of assimilate a worldview uh, that that helped me understand the mechanics of reality that helped me understand the mechanics of consciousness and and how consciousness is filtered through the mind body system, you could say, and uh, it gave me hope, it gave me uh, a structure, it gave me a paradigm uh, that uh, inspired me to search more. And then and so I wanted to find a teacher. And I went traveling again because I uh, I was now I came back from the yoga retreat in Costa Rica. I started teaching yoga uh, unintentionally. I was just invited to start teaching, so I did. And I was still feeling like there was something more. There was something missing, uh, which inspired me to to leave and go travel. Um, which led me to India. Uh, I met my teacher there, uh, and he was actually not an indian guy so i i went to india like thinking i'm going to meet this this guru in a cave you know and like <laughs> submit to to this guru and and leave all my belongings like i really had that intention i wanted to become this this sadhu right uh, whatever that meant and, and uh and i met steve and we were drinking tea and i just knew he was the guy like i just i, I couldn't explain it he was he was uh radiating joy he was radiating joy and to me if like many holes that i see in a lot of the spirituality um that i've witnessed because it's not an escape it's not a form of escapism it's not a way to disengage with life and meeting steve it showed me that it was entirely possible to have an extraordinary thing happening inside of you yet still be a completely ordinary human like he wasn't wearing a white robe and he didn't have long hair he had a shaved head he was wearing a holy t-shirt we were just having fun drinking a cup of tea at the ashram that i was at in india he was staying at the ashram doing his own yoga retreat i was there doing my own yoga retreat we connected and um, and then I went and studied with him in England and that was 2016. Uh, I felt, uh, I went really deep into some, uh, some serious practices. I say serious just cause I was, um, yeah, I was really just committed to understanding what sadhana was, understanding what yoga practice really was. And, and I knew that it wasn't in the, the flows, you know, it wasn't in the, whatever, all the fancy stuff that we see, it wasn't there. And so I really committed to some of the Kriyas and and some of the repetitive breathing exercises that we did that really, um, allowed me to deepen into my physiology in a way that brought some experiences out that were, um, quite profound and, uh, changed the way the energy moved in my body, changed the way that I perceived energy around me and, um, and then I came back home and I started teaching yoga. I, I saw that I wanted to, um, uh, I just, I really felt like there was a missing piece of the puzzle in society and that it was, it was that no human beings are taught how to access their potential. Like it's not something that's, that's discussed even and that.
0: Looks like Grant is froze up and
1: different projects that I'm now um, really spearheading, which is a, an online yoga community uh, um, uh, space for, for real practitioners to gather and to empower themselves with real techniques that do empower you. Um, but the missing piece there that I'm really uh, reviving is like to understand what exactly you're doing, right? To really understand what these practices mean for you and how to engage them, with them in such a way that it truly empowers you. Because otherwise, we're just going to run and we're going to look for the next thing. And we're going to look for the next thing. And we're going to find the next teacher. And we're, and it's just going to be this this merry-go-round. And I was like, what Steve did for me was he provided a full stop to my search. And he said, dude, just sit down and do these damn practices. like." he's like, he's something he told me, he said, the real yogi is the one who just sits down and does the work. They're not debating. And they're not in arguments with anybody else about who's got the right technique. They just sit down and they do it. Because when it comes to tuning your nervous system and training your physiology to handle a certain level of stress, you just have to do it by repetition. It's not going to come by changing things up and doing this and doing that. And it's definitely not going to come by thinking your way into it. It doesn't work that way. You have to train a, a full, holistic, somatic experience of how to uplevel energy and to handle more, uh, uh, higher loads of energy. You could say in your system, which is, which corresponds to to success beyond your wildest dreams in every area of your life that you could possibly imagine. And so that's where I'm at today. I'm I'm just. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm basically on the high horse about this because I'm like, nobody else is talking about this. Why is nobody talking about the seriousness of having a daily practice that's designed to increase the energy level in your body? Nobody's talking about it. I mean, some people are, and bless them. Like, I want to connect with you. If you're if you're in this arena and you're serious about it, please reach out to me. Let's collaborate. But if you're not, start fucking practicing. Like <laughs> really. Start practicing. It's up to you to upgrade yourself. Nobody's going to do it for you. And yeah, I just, I get super excited about it because I do see the power that everybody has and it's in, it's inside of them and it's, you can't, you you're just not going to happen accidentally. That's, that's the main message. It's not going to happen accidentally. Like you're going to make the choice and you're going to start doing it and it's going to change everything about your life. And right. that's, that's just the power there. So I'll I'll conclude with that topic.
0: No, that was awesome. And you know, I think what you're saying, and in and, and whether you're on, you know, a soapbox or whatever you want to call it, is it's an important aspect because in the state that we're in, you know, around the world, people are cowering, right? They're they're not stepping up to a potential, they're actually backing away from their potential. And it's really is time for for this awareness um to say look we don't have to be a victim to what's going on we can step into this power that you know whether you want to say it's a god-given right or was given to us by the universe or or what however you're going to label that we do have this power within inside of us and when we can you know and i've just in in the infancy of tapping into this that's why it's you know it's so cool to be to have this conversation with you, because as I expand and I and I I really begin to understand we are made for so much more, and it was interesting because you got onto the call today and you called me master, and I was like, huh, that's a very interesting term, right and now and then caught me off guard, but then you said, you know, hey, we're all we all have a have a master in us, and that's so true when we can tap into that power and but a lot of people just don't even know where to begin they just feel like they're in this rat race and and really they are in this rat race and they don't know how to get out of that maze they just keep going in, in the cycle and in the cycle and and i like how you said because you know the initial aspect is is again we're going to go back to the conscious thought and you just make that choice Well, okay i'm going to jump out of this rat race and now mm-hmm. what And then you follow whatever path and so that's really what your story is 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 um demonstrating is that you felt just not fulfilled and you went on your journey and now and now look at you right you came to your awareness you came to this complete stop and now i by all means grant shout it from every mountaintop you can possibly shout it from because it is such a needed aspect in the world and i need it and and you know my neighbor needs it everybody needs it and so i'm really happy that that you are so emphatical about what you're saying and um i just i feel that energy and it just makes me want to expand more so now i've done yoga right i've done the actions of yoga um yeah and it was great got me stretched out but there's a whole and you 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 mentioned this term a lot, and I don't. I'm gonna probably butcher it at first. You'll have to correct me. But you said, is it a sad? What is it? A sadma? A sadha? What is it?
1: Yeah, sadhana. It's so it's S A D sad, and then H A N A Hana sadhana.
0: Okay. Can you explain what that what that
1: means? Yeah, one sec. There's a there's a truck driving by. I don't wanna. Just to give you guys, um, I live in Costa Rica, and I, I'm on my backyard is just this, you know, the open road over there. It's kind of cool. That is kind of sadhana. Cool. Okay, so sadhana is uh, it is a Sanskrit word, which it literally translates to the way of accomplishment. It is the way of accomplishment. Now the point I always make is everybody has a sadhana because everybody has some goal, whether it's just to get up in the morning and eat a meal and go to bed, there was a goal to do that. Like there was a desire in them that motivated them to do to engage in the process to get the meal, even if it was takeout. There was still there was still a process that they had to go through. And so the sadhana is literally the formula that they created in their mind about what are the steps they needed to take to get the result they wanted. Does that make sense? Yes, yes. So so to take that further and to put it into yogic context, when we talk about sadhana in the formal sense, we're talking about the system of practices that you use to train your body, to train your mind, to train your breath, to be in a certain frequency all of the time. Now, what do I mean by that? When you have a thought, It has a certain frequency in physics a frequency responds to the amount of occurrences over a given time frame now we are the sum total of our frequencies okay which means that we're the sum total of the thoughts that we think habitually which most human beings think the same thoughts about 95 percent of the time and they only have about five percent room for new thoughts to come in so the frequency of those new thoughts is much less than the frequency of the habitual self are you still following me yes so, with the sadhana, we end up installing new programs so that the new programs override the old programs. And this is something that happens on a physiological level. And it allows us to literally adopt higher frequency states of consciousness, which means thoughts that are encompassing more responsibility, more, more organisms, more humans are involved in the, the capacity that we've increased ourselves to. There's more inspiration there. There's more help that we can provide. There's more service that we can provide because we're thinking bigger. But when we think bigger, this is the key point I want to make. When we think bigger, part of us wants to limit that because part of us doesn't believe we can do that. And that's where the frequency of thought needs to increase. We need to think we can more often than we think we can't because if we think we can't more often than we think we can, guess what? We're going to get exactly what we what we're thinking right. that's just how it works that's how consciousness works so the idea then is to increase your frequency of thought the amount of times that thought occurs in your mind beyond the scope of the other thoughts that are trying to keep you stuck in a different reality and this is how you create entirely new timelines this is how you create entirely new realities so that everyone can live in right. it's very exciting stuff to really understand the science of how it works. Did you follow all that?
0: I did. Well I absolutely, but I, you know, again, I, I've been on this journey a little bit, so I i I know the foundation of what you're talking about. And so utilizing and I'm you know, I personally am always looking for ways to ex, to expand on those thoughts that you're saying. Because I'm you know I realize tons of program that goes on, you know, from the time you know, you're born to whenever you're, you're, we call them beliefs, but they're programs and half of those programs and beliefs, they're not even yours. There's those that were instilled upon you by parents and friends and teachers and whatever. And so, um, and those are limitations. And even though sometimes those limitations were set to protect us, they, they limit us from actually experiencing, um, our, our full potential. And so, um, now, I've never known. This is where it's interesting and where um you know, I think where our paths probably have connected is that because I am on this journey of trying to um exponentially remove <laughs> some of those paradigms because they're so they're so limiting and I mean and you know, we can have conversations and maybe you and I should um offline of just some a uh, just personal journey that I went through just this past weekend um and the awareness that it brought to me but um, but exponentially trying to remove these, these paradigms and programs that, that I have to um, to obtain those successes. And again, I, I'm, I'm saying success and I don't mean necessarily financially. I mean, although money is whatever, it's just energy, right? There's so much more that I define my success and that's really just becoming this person. And I always look at that, the person that I want to be. And I think, you know, you were saying that and people I believe too that we as humans were made to grow like we get these callings and these urges to experience growth but for some reason or another we suppress that and we ignore it and I'm done doing that so whenever I get these inspirations to do something to to grow as in mind body and soul and like you said that whole holistic approach then um, by all means show me the way and so um, Mm the yoga aspect is something is very new to me like i like i said i've done the movements i've done it through you know whatever exercise gym thing type situation but there's never been this aspect of you know the energy that you're you're producing through the movements and the actual um mindset and everything that goes into yoga so um very interested to to know more about that
1: sure sure so I think the best thing, uh, what I would like to do, and I, this is my invitation, you can let me know what you think, we could do, it's a short kriya, it'll probably take us four minutes to do a little exercise together that you can do sitting right where you are, and that anybody listening can can do this. Uh, it's a breathing exercise, but I'm going to explain a few key points about it, which will take it into a deeper level of understanding. Are you open to doing something like that?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> needed to take a quick minute and talk about my sponsor, Tabala Cuisine. Now, Tabala is actually in their off-season right now, but is taking this time to give back to the business community. Tabala's Food for Thought is a platform where owner Jasper Axelrad has partnered with two native sons to introduce the public to other small businesses in the area. There are some really great business owners out there who have amazing stories to tell. You can check out the Tabala Food for Thought on the Tabala Cuisine's Facebook page. We hope to see you there.
1: Awesome. So I don't know. Can you see this? I just want to make a little note here. I, yes, I see. Should I do this on the on the paper? or Are there going to be people listening without the video? Then I shouldn't even worry about it.
0: There'll be people <laughs> listening without the video. So if you write and then cool. talk at the same time, you should be good. So we have it
1: cool so this is a concept that i work with and it, and it helps understand so i'm drawing two interlocking circles one on top of the other okay and there's a there's a little space basically we have a conscious mind and we have a subconscious mind right and our subconscious mind is is our body our body is the is the storehouse of the memories and experiences that we've had in our life And our body is literally an imprint of our environmental stimulus. The conscious mind is the part of us that connects to the soul. You could say it connects to the vision. It connects to the higher outcomes. And it connects to the inspiration. The problem with the conscious mind is it's constantly contending with the will of the body and the desires of the body, which are conditions. They're, They're just, they've been conditioned on us From a very young age, like you said. And so in this little diagram here, I have the two circles. The top circle, we're just going to call that our conscious mind or our soul. And then the bottom is the subconscious or the body. And essentially what happens is, and this is from a yogic context, but everyone can relate to this idea of karma. And I explain karma is the law of cause and effect. It's Newton's third law. You take an action, you get a result. Now, karma is that which binds everything together. Okay, if you take the wrong action, you are bound by the result of that wrong action, and so I put the downward arrow there, saying that it that you used your conscious mind, you used consciousness inappropriately, and so guess what? It it puts something in your body that you're now going to have to, uh, well, until you purify it or you do something about it. You're going to have to answer for for that thing. Does that make sense? Yep. Now, here's the key, and this is what we're going to do together as an exercise. To reverse the karma, we have something called the Kriya. Have you heard this word? Kriya. K-R-I-Y. And so I just drew an arrow upward because the karma goes downward if it's the wrong action. But guess what? In yoga, we have this amazing technology called Kriya, which... Uh, literally means an action that liberates. Hmm. Okay. It's an action that liberates. Now, what does that mean practically? Well, we're going to have an experience together of what that means. So, are you you're comfortable sitting? Yep. Awesome. And if anybody's driving and listening to this, please just don't do this exercise. I I, I would prefer that you're in a safe place. You're not operating machinery um, if you're going to do this exercise. I'll explain. Uh, what it is technically in a moment but but i want to emphasize the point that this is a kriya it's called the double breathing kriya this is a uh and a kriya is a function of your sadhana so your sadhana is the formula that you use to attain the result that you want right it's the way of accomplishment but in that formula you have these kriyas why do you use these kriyas because in order for you to get the results if your results is a really big dream you actually have to unwind and undo a lot of the, the traumas in the, in the, the things that are limiting you from that end result. And so we use Kriya to free up the energy to accelerate the life process. You're still, you're still with me, Garrett. I'm
0: still with you. Yeah. I'm excited. This is awesome. Uh,
1: cool. 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 So Kriya action that liberates energy. This is a 30 breath exercise It's going to be in through the nose and out through the mouth like this. You can do it with me. It's like this. Try it. One more. Cool. Cool. So what that does is it oxygenates the body. It increases the level of oxygen, which is the most purifying substance. It it will eradicate disease like it, there's a lot of really cool research about it which I won't get into about oxygen alone and how important it is to to have a correct breathing pattern. Right. Won't be talking about that. We're just talking about Kriya. We're going to keep it in this context action that liberates. So there's 30 breaths, just like we did with through the nose out through the mouth. This happens in three stages, which correspond to the different functions of your respiratory system. So I'm just going to turn my camera down. So you can see the first 10 breaths are in the belly. And if you can't see a video, just put your hand on your belly and do 10 breaths in your belly like this. So your belly expands, inhale, inhale, and then it contracts, exhale, exhale, One more, good, and then we go right into the second 10 breaths, and those breaths are split between belly and chest, so it goes one in the belly, second in the chest like this, belly, chest, belly, chest, good, and then the final 10 breaths, all in the chest, so it's two breaths in the chest like this. one more and then we exhale and we go we exhale all the air out we inhale through the nose so inhale through the nose, full breath in and now you'll hold the breath in for a few seconds you'll soften the body try not to contract and with an ah breath a sound of ah, you release the, with an exhale going ah And then try not to breathe at all. And what we'll do is we'll extend that space of breathlessness for as long as we can in this kriya. Okay. That breathless state is what the yo- yogi calls is kumbaka. Kumbhaka. Basically, it just means breath retention. And the key about the breath retention is that when you're not breathing especially when you're not breathing and your air is held out there's two things that happen one your psychological mind has nowhere to perch itself because your psychological mind is uh uh it's connected to your respiratory pattern just like when you're stressed or you're anxious your breathing pattern changes when you're happy when you're excited your breathing pattern changes when you're relaxed your breathing pattern changes Therefore, the frequency of thought changes, right? That right. How you're thinking will change. Right. When you're in the breathless state, there's none of that. It's everything just starts to settle down. And so what I always say is you can't try to meditate. You actually have to do the right things in the right order to get yourself into a space where it just happens. That makes so yeah? much and sense.
0: <laughs> it really makes so much sense right mean.
1: now. Yeah, go ahead.
0: Uh, no, just um, connecting the dots because you know I've been doing meditations and there's a lot of aspects, but that's what people say. You no, know, I try to meditate. I try to meditate, and what you just said really just connects it. Is you don't try, you know, you just let it happen. There, you have to get to a point where it just happens, and I love it. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so let's let's breathe our way into uh, an enhanced state of consciousness, shall we? Sounds good. Okay, so we have the 30 breaths. This is the double breathing Kriya, 30 breaths. There's three stages. We start with 10 in the belly. We go belly to chest on the second stage. We go chest, chest on the third stage. We exhale. We inhale. We hold for a few seconds. And then with an ah breath, ah, we release and we don't breathe. Now I'm going to put one element in here, and it's the intention. When you understand why you're doing this, that this is this is literally helping you put a brick on the bridge to your destiny, meaning the, the image that you have in your mind about the life that you want to live, about the person you want to become, the, the the God concept, the aspiration, however you choose to fill in the blank there. When you really understand that you're orienting yourself towards that, And you're taking an action that you know will change your physiology on a – it's biology. You're you're changing your state so that you can become the person that you're aspiring towards and that you can take an action no matter where you are with just your breath to be that person right now today. And it will take you four minutes. Is that not exciting?
0: That's pretty exciting. I love it.
1: All right. Let's do it. I'm excited. (laughs) All right. So comfortable seat. Spine is straight, chin is parallel to the earth. Make sure you're not driving. We'll start with 10 breaths in the belly. I'll guide us and I'll call the switches. Try to stay with my rhythm. Y'all set? Yep. Cool. And begin. Belly, belly. Belly, belly. Keep going. One more in the belly. Now switch belly to chest. Bigger breath. Stay with it. Inviting more energy into your body. Keep going. Remember, a Kriya is an action that liberates. Stay with it. Stay with it. One more. Now. Switch to the chest, last stage. Try to bring it all the way up past your collarbones into your brain. That's it, stay with it. An action that liberates. Moving you towards your potential Two more, one more breath, Garrett, and empty. <sighs> inhale through the nose, inhale slowly. Feel all the way up. Now hold the breath in, seal this energy you've created, seal it in your body, don't let it escape. Create a container for it, holding up 10, 11, Releasing on twelve, released with the ah breath. Ah, out to release the energy, keep the energy in your body. Come to the end of the out breath. Hold the breath out. Now don't breathe at all. Surrender completely to the breathless state. Slipping from thinking to feeling and being aware of the energy that creates you, that creates your whole life. Allowing yourself to completely submerge into this space. Now you'll breathe when you need to, but if you can, stretch a little further into breathlessness. Carbon dioxide levels are raising in your bloodstream. This triggers the stress response. You're literally increasing your physiological capacity for stress. You are becoming more responsible. You have more capacity to respond to life, to create new outcomes, new results. Now, if you haven't taken your recovery breath, You can do so, inhale slowly through the nose, breathing in. Hold the breath in for 12 seconds. Again, soften your heart, soften your skin, soften your brain, 10, 11, 12. Ah, breath to release. Wiping the slate clean. Before you open your eyes, if your eyes are closed for this exercise, just feel this new chemistry that you are responsible for creating. That you literally have affected every system in your biological construct. And as a result, your psychology is influenced. Now, if you'd like, you can open your eyes and come back into the space, just knowing that you've literally empowered yourself without taking a pill, without being on a diet, without reading a book, that you have the, the capacity to change your state at will whenever you want, wherever you are, purely by breathing. And that is a very empowering thing to know.
0: Let me ask you with that breathing exercise, is there, I mean, do you just do it whenever you feel you need to, or is, I mean, what's, is there a trigger that you, that you would suggest, Hey, this, when this is happening, go into that breathing exercise, or is it just something that you should just do whenever throughout the day?
1: Uh, That's a really good question. So, uh, That's where I I revisit the topic of sadhana, the way of accomplishment. And when we realize the power of these practices and that what they're actually doing and how they're training the system, we would make it a non-negotiable part of our day, even before we brush our teeth or before we do anything else, we would do these exercises because what we're doing and what we're saying is I prioritize my energy and I prioritize the connection that I have to the energy inside of me. That is creating new outcomes. I'm prioritizing that first before I check my email, before I check my phone, before I respond to messages, before I eat any food. I'm literally—that's what a sadhana is for me, and what—and that's what my main message is for the world—is until as as uh, regular as brushing your teeth or taking a shower, uh, daily hygienic habits that everyone's doing that are literally just basic parts of their day until breathing like like we just did is a non-negotiable part of someone's day they'll just keep putting off their dream they'll keep putting off their ambition and i say that because i know the power of these practices and i know how quickly they shift your consciousness and so if you can prioritize four minutes to do one kriya and you do it every day consistently before you do anything else it will immediately change everything about your life because you're prioritizing your energy, so that's my answer. Is is you just do it first thing in the morning when you get up, and you let it be done. And like that's the, that's the that's the deal. Is like you do it and you let it be done. You don't need to rely on it when you're stressed. You don't need to rely on it for any anything else. You're literally you're putting it in order, like in the Tao Te Ching. I love this uh, what it says in the Tao. It says put things in order before they exist. Mm. And that's the idea here is that you're putting yourself in order before your life is even manifested. You're you're going into the unmanifest realm where energy is creating your life and connecting with that.
0: Uh, okay. That is perfect. That's, yeah, that's going to be part of um, my daily, my daily routine, that exercise. So we're getting close to me running out of time. So you had mentioned earlier though, that you were starting to do some online um, yoga type stuff um so for mm-hmm. people who might be listening to this who are interested in that can you tell them how they can um utilize that
1: absolutely yeah yeah thank you for the opportunity to to talk about my work i feel uh, i feel privileged that there's people who are interested in in this 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 sort of stuff because to me it's it's uh yeah it's very very important to humanity moving forward and and part of my vision was to create an accessible platform to teach people the nuances of sadhana. Like these are, these are the little, these are the key pieces. I call them secrets. They're not really secrets, but when because once you learn them, it's it's very obvious. And and so I put together a course uh, called Secrets of Sadhana, which is a distillation of uh, more than five years of daily practice and research uh, that I myself have been doing, and then also. Um, Some of the there's there's the stories of how I met my teachers and and the results that uh, we've created for the community and just basically having distilled all that into an accessible online platform that anybody anywhere in the world can have access to, uh, which can be found through bridgethegapyoga.com. We had we just launched or we're launching our course. The Secrets of Sadhana is the name of the course. We're launching it. On Tuesday next week, which is really exciting because it's, yeah, it's just the manifestation of a dream that we had, uh, in order to give people these tools and give people the access to these, um, incredible, uh, a- ancient technologies, but, but in a modern context and understanding how it applies to a functional human life.
0: Right. All right. So what I'll do, I'll put the bridge, the gap, um, yoga.com in, in the, in the podcast notes. But I, I also want to touch on this real quick before we go, because I think it's an important aspect that um, it doesn't matter, you know, what space you're in, you know, Christianity, Buddhism, whatever it is, you know, these, this, this isn't, this isn't religion. Okay, so we, we have to separate spirituality from religion, and we have to separate the biology, like you were saying, what we're doing, what this is doing is not going against a religion, per se. It is the biology of making, you know, your existence something that elevates you to what you're supposed to be, you know, from what the Bible instructs us to do, from what, you know, all of those things, those teachings, no matter the religion, this is bringing you into that that elevated space of of who we're supposed to be and so i want to say this and encourage people it doesn't matter your walk of life it it doesn't matter where you're at this is about growth as an individual and you can apply this to your spirituality to your religion if you know if it's say so don't discount it i mean literally give it some good thought you know turn your Intentions inward and say, you know, where am I at in life and where do I want to go to? And and if this is inspiring you to reach out to Grant and, and take this course, by all means, do it because it, it's a growth that, it, it, like he said, it needs to happen in today's world. So, Grant, thank mm-hmm. you so much for being on the show. I greatly appreciate you and your insight. Um, is there anything else, any little small golden nuggets that you want to live, leave people with before we sign off?
1: Yeah, I just want to echo what you said, Garrett, and uh, I really appreciate that you brought that—you uh, kind of brought that context in because it's something that I think is really important uh, for us to understand, uh, well, specifically in the context of yoga, but the idea of our um, uh, our inherent unity right? We're inherently all part of, of a human family. Like we're all coming from the same, we have one earth, we have one earth. And the different uh, ways that religion has expressed faith are unique to different pockets around the world. And and that's a completely different topic and conversation entirely. But what yoga does as a, a non-dogmatic scientific approach to uh, uh, to actualize the the inspirations of these faith, these faiths. So it's, it's really about actualizing the the ideal inside of us. And then it, it literally aligns perfectly with whatever a person's pre-existing faith structure is because they're, yeah, they're, they're just, it's a systematic way to, to tune your biology, like you said, and Um, that's something that I feel is, is important. And, and that'd be my final gold nugget is, is these are ways to actualize the ideals of faith.
0: Perfect. Awesome. Grant, Mm -hmm. again, thank you so much. Um, you and I will, we will be talking again offline and I look forward to, um, really just, um, getting to know you better and getting to know, you know, everything that you have to teach. So, um, I appreciate you. And with that, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day in Costa Rica with that beautiful scenery you have in the, in your backyard. And, um, we will talk again soon.
1: Much gratitude to you, Garrett. Thank you. And thank you listeners for, for tuning in. I'll see you guys.
0: Thanks for listening. If you found value in this episode, the best thing you could do is to please subscribe rate, or review this podcast. If you'd like to further investigate how you can flip your mindset, feel free to contact me through my website at www.garrettgoggins.com. Can't wait to catch you on the next episode.